Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is probably true. Stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I was flirting with a hairdresser on Grinder recently. I wasn't flirting with him because he was a hairdresser. That's that's a bit mercenary, isn't it? Like looking for someone to shag because you need something else done. Like, oh, you're hot, but you're a doctor. Sorry, looking for a dentist at the moment. And then you find a dentist, and you're like, if you give me a checkup. I'll give you a fill-in. Anyway, I wasn't flirting with him because he was a hairdresser. I originally messaged him because he was posing in some lovely pants. But then we got chatting, and I have to admit, I did flirt a little bit more when I found out what he did for a job. Just because it never hurts to get a discount. I have quite a basic haircut. It suits me. I'm fairly basic myself. So I used to try and do it on my own because it seemed stupid to pay someone else to do something so simple and besides how hard can it be the answer to that question can be seen by looking at any of my hairstyles during lockdown anyone who has cut their own hair assembled ikea furniture or raised kids knows there is a reason we pay professionals to do the things it reminds me of those videos you see occasionally where someone, almost always a straight white guy whose entire life has been set to easy mode, will strut into a situation he has no experience of because he saw a trained professional do it in a video and thought, I could do that, piece of piss. And then he ends up learning a painful, embarrassing, <laughs> hilarious lesson about hubris. Maybe I find those kind of videos so fun because I see so much of my younger self in those situations. And they remind me to be a little bit more humble. And any time I'm in a situation and I hear the phrase, how hard can it be? I need to remember it's not going to end well. There's a joke about erections and how hard it can be in there somewhere. But like someone who never trims their bush, I'm going to let you find it yourself. I've mostly learned the hard way to stop thinking like that about other people's jobs. You'd think I would have picked it up sooner working as a writer and a podcast producer, which is two jobs that everyone thinks they can do better than me. But apparently, when it came to cutting my own hair, I'm an idiot. A ridiculously sexy, wonky-haired idiot. Flirting with a hairdresser to get a discount. The reason I was so keen on doing this is that at that point I'd been unemployed for the best part of two years, and so a haircut from someone else was an expense that I really couldn't afford. So after lots of flirting and the odd cheeky pick, I popped round to his salon as he finished the last customer of the day, and he did what he did best. Then we slipped downstairs into the hair washing area, and I did what I do best. But apparently he wasn't interested in my three-hour presentation about Star Trek, so then I just noshed him off a bit. Afterwards, as we were cleaning up and making sure that none of his colleagues would have awkward questions in the morning, he told me that there was no charge. I was flattered. I didn't realise my skills were that impressive, but good to know, I said. Oh no, you're fun to talk to. I would have done it for free anyway. What? I wasted an extremely okay blowjob when I could have got my hair did for free. But, to be honest, he was cute, and I would have blown him without the offer of a haircut, so I suppose it all evens out. 
And I think I speak for all of us when I say that we've all done worse for less. He did a good job, so he should be rewarded for his work. And if that reward is an aggressively mediocre gob job next to the hairdryers, then so be it. As I was walking home, drinking a Diet Coke to cleanse my palate, I did start to wonder, though, if I'm trading goods and services for sex, does that make me a sex worker? which made me giggle, because I used to be very uptight about that kind of thing. When I first moved to London, I was a massive hippie, and I worked as a professional masseur. Well, actually, when I first moved to London as a massive hippie, I worked in a shop selling crystals, because of course I fucking did. But I only did that for a week or two before I got fired for being annoying, so never mind. I remember a customer came in once and asked me, which crystal is best for removing negative people from my life? And apparently, any as long as you throw it hard enough, wasn't the answer she was looking for. I shouldn't have expected someone in a crystal shop to be bothered about science. Anyway, after the crystal shop, I got a job working as a masseur in Soho. And usually, when I tell people this, everyone's first response is, Ooh, did you give happy endings? And I would get offended and annoyed because I was a professional, and I took my job seriously. And also a great big liar, because of course I was giving any cute guys who were up for it a little sticky tickle. Mostly my clientele was stressed female office workers, so there weren't that many opportunities, but it was always a fun thing to look forward to when it did happen. I explained all this to a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and he was like, Gay gasp? You were a whore! And very quickly, I replied, No, I wasn't a whore because I never charged extra for the happy endings. That was important to me, that was, that was key. And there was a pause as he kind of thought about this. And then he said, So, you were a stupid whore. And honestly, I can't fault his logic. Like Heath Ledger's Joker said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. And I should probably not charge much. It's been a good ten years or so since I was a masseur, and I'm pleased to say that my thinking has evolved significantly in that time. I'm a lot less judgy about that sort of thing. Doing it for free was, to my younger, stupider brain, better than doing exactly the same thing and being given money for it, which now seems just as stupid as trying to cut my own hair. Having worked in a few public-facing jobs, I now have absolutely no idea to do so ever again, because people are awful. And all I had to do before was answer phones or make them coffee or massage their shoulders a bit. The thought of getting naked and letting them flop around on top of me sweating and grunting was bleh. No. Sex work is work. The job deserves more respect, and the people that do it deserve proper protection under the law. I remember my dad used to say, whenever he felt moved to offer an opinion on this kind of thing, I've no problem with it. They should just make it legal and tax the buggers like they do everyone else. I'm not sure why small businesses paying the right amount of tax was his main concern, but I also learned a long time ago not to ask a question unless you are fully prepared for the answer. Anyway, there's even a sex workers union, which is fucking fantastic. I'm all for that. The idea of sex picket lines is brilliant. Although, thinking about it, A note for Americans and other strange individuals. In the UK, if you were someone who crossed a picket line, you were called a scab. And scabs are not something you want to associate with sex work in any way, shape or form, really. Anyway, unions. Unions are great. Anyone who says otherwise does not have your best interests at heart. I fully recommend you go join a union right now. You can pause this and come back, I won't mind. So, yes, sex work is work. Anyone who's like, oh, I couldn't sell my body, morals, etc. First off, Stephanie, you're not selling it. It's a lot closer to renting it. You get it back at the end of the day. But also, sex work is selling your body, but sitting in an office doing a boring nine to five isn't. 
Essentially, in both cases, you're swapping your time, a chunk of your very limited existence, for a set amount of money doing something you'd rather not do. And incidentally, anyone who says, oh no, I'd still come to work even if I won the lottery, should probably spend some of that money broadening their horizons. All jobs are, at their core, the selling of a person's time and skills for a set amount of money. And what those skills are, and how much money is involved, is all down to negotiation, really. And at least with sex work, you don't have to worry about performance reviews, or remembering your boss's birthday. And you get a lie-in. My thinking has definitely evolved on the whole sex work thing. I'm very okay with swapping my skills for goods and services generally. Like, heck, a quick blowjob when no one's looking. Groceries? I could tickle the delivery guy's fancy in the back of his van. Could rock his world up against the salad section. Got to pay my Wi-Fi bill? Send the technician round. I'll give him a quick hand shandy to keep me connected. And if he throws in cable TV, I'll stick a cheeky finger up his bum. I know a few people who are sex workers and porn stars, and they tell me it is definitely work. Even if it's all online, like OnlyFans, rather than in a porn studio, there's still a lot of work that goes into making that sexy picture or video. And it's never just one, because you have to do enough for every day, or a new video every week, or whatever. It soon becomes a grind, and just as much of a chore as any other job. And then there's getting people to pay for it. The endless promotion and constantly pushing your content so people will see it and click on it, bleh. Exhausting. And I'm saying that as someone who has an OnlyFans that I don't update anywhere near often enough. It's hard work. At least as a sex worker, you've more chance of an orgasm than someone working on the checkout at Tesco. Unless I'm shopping in the wrong Tesco's. I think it's important that we all definitely support any of our friends who want to try that particular career path. Paying to look at your friend's genitals instead of using those sites of a hub or tube persuasion is basically the same as choosing not to buy stuff from Amazon. There's a lot less potential for ethical abuse of the workers, and you're supporting small businesses. Everyone's a winner. Personally, I think I'm more likely to stay on the sex work adjacent side of things. I just don't think there's enough demand for watching my hairy ass flopping about on top of someone for five disappointing and sweaty minutes. I'm better off as an enthusiastic amateur, I think. That way I'm still eligible for the Olympics. So, not so much a blow job, more a blow hobby. That was Probably True, the multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. This week's Patreon compliment goes to John Biggs, who is not only friendly and pleasant to any serving staff he encounters, but a generous tipper too. This podcast will always be free to listen to, but sadly it is not free to make. If you like or find value in the loving filth that I prepare for you every episode, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. If everyone listening to this sent one money per episode, whatever your local currency is, I wouldn't have to faff about with another job, and I'd be able to do this full-time. And working on this full-time is pretty much the dream. Imagine the kind of filth I'd be able to churn out if I didn't have to worry about anything else. So, if you would like to help that dream become a reality, just pop on over to Patreon and sign up. If you'd like to support the show without spending any money, then recommending it, sharing it with your friends, writing five-star reviews, and all that kind of thing really helps too. Either way, I am incredibly grateful. I've mentioned before how I can't do this without you. Take care. I love you. We're queer. We're geeks. We're We're queeks. Superheroes, Star Wars, Broadway, Drag Race. So if you're super gay, super nerdy, or anything in between, listen to Queeks today. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. And find us on Instagram at Queeks Podcast. Even- 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.